five minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time, that's no job. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Best saddle up now, kids, cause here we go! Howdy folks and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed western Silverado one minute of screen time per episode. I am Jake Lewitt. <laughs> and I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. And we normally host Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, looking at Rennie Harlan's 1999 shark-infested masterpiece, Deep Blue Sea, one DVD chapter per episode. Uh, but today we're looking at minute 27 of Silverado. What happens in minute 27 of Silverado? Well, it starts with Emmett revealing that Jake is his brother, and it ends with Emmett and Payton entering a good, smelly saloon. Mark, what did you think of this minute? Well, it makes the poster kind of silly, because it's like, four complete strangers. <laughs> Two of them are related. <laughs> yeah. What does the poster say? Uh, four strangers became friends. Four friends became heroes on the road to Silverado. Wait, I gotta do. I can do that better. <laughs> Please. Four strangers became friends. In a world. In a world with four strangers becoming friends. Yeah. Oh, here we go. You do it. Then I'll do it. I want to, let's, let's let's knock this out. Come on. <laughs> well, the, the whole in a world with so it's it's well it starts with with get ready for the ride of your life. Four strangers became friends. Four friends became heroes on the road to Silverado. <laughs> In a world where four strangers became friends, four friends became heroes on the road to Silverado. Get ready for the ride of your life. Ding! A Lawrence Kasdan film. Yeah. <laughs> also starring Linda Hunt, Jeff Goldblum. Danny, Brian Denny, John Cleese, Brian Den- and Jeff Goldblum, Rosanna and Arquette, introducing Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Rosanna Arquette, occasionally for a couple of lines. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> yeah. That was all right. Can I can I do something real quick? Something's been eating at me, Jay, since okay. we were last recorded last week. Can I can I do something real quick? Fine, yeah. Okay, here we go. Back to the Future Part Two. Dance with Wolves, Quickly Down Under, Young Guns 2, City Slickers, Far and Away, Last of Mohicans, El Mariachi, Thunderheart, Unforgiven, Geronimo, Posse, Tombstone, Summersby, Bad Girls, City Slickers 2, Frank and Jesse, Legends of the Fall, Lightning Jack, Maverick, Wagons East, Wider, Buffalo Girls, Desperado, Tall Tale, Wild Belt, The Cherokee Kid, Last Man Standing, From Dust Till Dawn, Lone Star, Buffalo Soldiers, The Postman, Almost Heroes, The Mask of Sorrow, Wild Wild West. I can't make it. I'm going to let you do that once an episode, but no more. Uh, okay. So... I almost got it. Okay, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> now, you know what I like most about watching this episode? And it kind of made me think about, like, hey, where was this shot? Where was this and shot? And I don't know if you yeah, if you researched this. This was in no. New Mexico where they shot. And it, and it became this ranch that Tom Ford ended up buying. And it's called the Cerro Pelon Ranch. And they first built here in 1985. Someone else owned it at the time. And what was interesting is that they're like, yeah, we'll just build a couple buildings. So they settled on an area. They built a couple buildings. But then people kept shooting there. So then Young Guns, Last Man Standing, Lonesome Dove, Thor, Cowboys and Aliens, Wild Wild West, they all shot on this town. And you know what's interesting? Every time I watch Thor, I always think that town is like the fakest town I've ever seen in my life. It is 
It is a set built for a movie, and it has never felt organic to that's, me. That's the town at the end where the big giant yeah, arrives. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, where he breaks coffee cups, and everyone's bring me another. Awesome. So it's yeah, it's like thanks, you know, cool. Like it's calling people wenches and stuff like that. But yeah, I hate that town. But after watching this and like learning about like alien uh, cowboys versus aliens, they did a massive expansion on it. Movies that came in did a really big expansion on this area. And it's interesting, but then Tom Ford bought it, and he, he made some, like, super modern, uh, you know, homes on there, all the while people have been shooting. But over 40-some movies have used this town from Silverado in their films. So I think that's pretty cool that, let's see, Cerro Pellin Ranch. So it's called the Cerro Pellin Ranch. I just, like quoting all the movies that have been shot there and also i would not jay i i worked on over 150 sets uh, in my time in the industry and i would never want to do a western because just the mud and then you got all the horses and then you got all the horse poop you well, gotta understand not, not even horse, not even that but just the amount of you have everything on the set has to be like customized for that like, everything has to be bought in period detail like doing any kind of period film has got to be much more of a headache than doing something just set oh, 10 years ago. You can have some similar things, but this is every article of clothing, every picture on the wall, every stuffed animal head, it's all going to be bought in from somewhere. And th like when they get into the saloon, there's like 30, 40 people in there. That's a lot of people. It's <laughs> the old saloon. Oh God. And you got to dress them all. Then you got the bar and then it's just, I don't know. And walking around in all that mud. Cause in every single Western, there's always rain. And so you're yeah. just walking around. Oh, unforgiven, Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Beautiful, beautiful smelly saloon in there. You could smell that saloon. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd ever want to work on a, have I worked on a Western? I've worked on period pieces. Have I worked on a Western? I think, no, for, like, for, for the listeners, what kind of thing have you done on set? Oh, gosh. Uh, all right. So, like, uh, on Anchorman 2, I was in charge of the picture cars. So when you watch the big fight scene, I was on the set for that day with the picture cars, sending them around. Uh, when I worked on uh, Captain America Civil War, uh, when you see all the things in the beginning in Lagos, all the picture cars, I'm the one who got all the people in there, got on their walkie-talkies, drove them around. They put me in charge of them. When you see the Actually, when you see Spider-Man, uh, no, uh, the first one, Homecoming, yeah. I helped do the cars in that. Nice. And then you, I did a lot you more. poured some wine on American Reunion. Yeah, yeah. and they, they ADR'd dialogue into my mouth. I was a dead soldier in uh, Hunger Games, and I also worked on that. I was I was in charge of in Hunger Games too. I got people to green screens to act stuff out, and then they became the digital crowd. So that was pretty cool. You and then were I worked a stand on... in for Billy Bob Thornton, weren't you? On uh, uh, Jay uh, Ray Carl? Stevenson. Okay. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. But he directed that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Billy Bob's the best, by the way. Uh, I wrestled with uh, what Jason. Uh, who's that guy? I wrestled with a dude in uh, Fleming, Kevin Bacon Isaac show. Lee. Yeah, no, 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 not Jason. Either. Jason Fleming? No, not Jason Fleming. <laughs> the black, the prince from Knight's Tale. Oh. Yeah, right? Good dude. Prince from a Knight's Tale played by someone called Jason. But for I'm me, not good at Jason, it's because I'm a Jason. Uh, but... Is he a Jason? <laughs> I don't think not so. Not Jason Patrick. No, a different... Uh... He was in a movie with jet skis, though, Speed 2. But, uh, so I guess I'm not, like, trying to name drop sets. I just, like, uh, and then, actually... I've got cars and a lot of them. Guardians 2, there's a car scene. I got car. I also did more on that. I worked on Goosebumps. I got all the monsters ready. That was cool. James, um, James, James Purefoy. James Purefoy. Close. Yeah. So I wrestled with him. 
but I've never done a Western, and I just think it's just so much time. You got to get all the extras in there, and then you got to get and then every horse, right? Every horse has a trainer. Then you have the the what SBCA, I guess, on set to make sure the horses are treated fine. You have all the mud, you have all the poop. Uh, you just it's just kind of I've worked on like 70s shows in the 70s, but you watch these westerns with all the mud and like. I don't think I've ever heard somebody like Young Guns are like, oh, it's a terrible production. Tombstone, director got fired, hard production. The Revenant, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> I think Cowboys it, and Aliens. I've never worked Alex. on a film, but I think I'd be a good mud guy. Like, You'd be you, a good mud you, guy. If you need some mud, I could I could bring you some mud. I could have oh, a, a range of consistencies. I work work on my, my uh, the mix of the water and the dirt. It's got to get the right kind of dirt. You got to get the right mix of sand in there. I reckon I could be a good mud guy. And this, this for for this scene is Cerrone got fake snow in there as well. Yeah, I'm a big fake snow guy. I watch a lot of Christmas movies, and I also like in Game of Thrones. There's a guy who does nothing but fake snow. Yeah, I saw and that documentary. Just, oh, just watching, like I just I don't know, just clomping around in the mud all day, you know, moving the moving doll. There's so much like dolly track you got to set up. None of the ground's level, so that takes a long time. It's just you know you saw the director riding a horse around. Like the director rides a horse. <laughs> PAs don't ride a horse. Like ads aren't riding horses. So it's just, I don't know, that's, and it was a night shoot. So I, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, you know, they also shot, like, the Ridiculous Six on this place, and Walker Tech Stranger, hey But it's, I don't know, I, I don't want, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I, I'm happy I never worked on a Western, Jay, after watching this town. But I'm happy I learned about this town, because now I know where they shot a bunch of, oh, 310 to Yuma is the one that rebuilt 75% of it. Also, a lot of it burned down because of Wild Wild West, oh, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> With Kevin Klein. With Kevin Klein, yeah. And, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting reading about this ranch. I couldn't do it, Jay. I know you're lost here, man, but... I mean, I, mean, I, I have no experience of working on films at all, and it sounds hellish. Uh, so yeah, I, I also am glad I've never worked on a Western. Like, you, given, very, you get very grumpy, Jay. You get very grumpy. You're on set for like 12 to 15 hours a day, plus the drive. I, I'm a very grumpy person as it is, and I don't do that. So that's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not a world that would suit me. I think. Uh, so how do you rate this saloon that they go into? Which um, I can't. Uh, we haven't got the full name of it. We can see the front window, but the first letters obscured. obscured. It's something A N G S, like fangs or something. It's an A plus saloon. Do you want to know why? Why is it an A plus saloon, Mark? So you know, you and I are the killer kids, as we established from the episode. Yep. You and I are walking in together, shoulder to shoulder. Yes, yeah, it's, very it's a wide enough door to do that. Perfect. Very important. Very important. You know, that means neither one of us has to take the lead. That's good. We can both walk in. You need that. But also, I really hate, I've been watching The Witcher lately. Uh, you watch a lot of these movies, fantasy films that, that take place way back in the day. And whenever people enter bars, like in Middle Earth, everyone's just slamming cups together and laughing at the funniest joke ever. Quaffing drinks all over the yeah. place. <laughs> slamming drinks and like, and just having the time of their lives. That's not the case. Bars are very depressing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so people, people... And I hate it in fantasy movies because for some reason in every bar there's always someone telling a backslapping joke. And you're yeah, like, you get the punchline. You get nothing but the punchline. Oh, and then she <laughs> says to me, "Oh, that's not my duck," you know. And everyone's like, "Ah!" Oh, I said, "It's still up the mountain." <laughs> <laughs> and just, but when you walk into this one, no, nobody turns and looks at him. <laughs> there's it's no, there's no record scratch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
everyone there's no like someone slamming on a piano like people there's no <laughs> back slapping yeah uh there's no guffawing it seems like an actual bar yeah you got people people stood at the bar either getting a drink or talking what they got a drink you got all the tables are full with I mean, well, we have the poker game that we'll get to tomorrow, but everyone else is just kind of sitting, drinking, chatting, and so people milling around. It looks like a really natural environment. I I agree. This is a a star, a plus solid. Oh, yeah, I just I can't stand. I I just you know it also raving like Blade Two, and every club scene like John Wick, every club is just filled with people who all know how to dance. And they're all raving or like perfect. Like they're all jumping with their arms in the air. Yeah. If you, they've never walked into a club in their lives. It's like eight people dancing, a circle of people watching them. People pretending like the drinks that they're buying are not putting them in deep debt on their credit cards. It's, it's like, there's, you'll never see that. Like, and if there's that, like, eh, I don't like it. I work, I guess, you know what, Jay, I worked in bars for years. Maybe that's why I have such a strong, wow, I just put that together. So, well, yeah, so you were a, a bouncer. Is there yeah. anyone, anyone in here that you'd keep keep an eye on? Who's like a, 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 a rough looking customer that you might think, oh, that guy could start some trouble. If you're um, walking into this room. Kevin Klein. <laughs> Kevin Klein. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's going to start trouble. What is it about well, him right. that, that, that sparks that professional concern costner comes in my bar right i'm like okay he'll just i'll just he'll be trouble but i could put him in time out he's right? tr- he's here to have a good time yeah he'll he'll tire himself out at some point <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly he'll just spin around in circles for a while and then collapse in a corner you know you look at uh, the other characters that that you see and like danny glover he just wants a drink yeah uh, scott glenn super chill but when klein walks in this is who you okay There's so many fights in bars, right, where most of the fights in bars are, you push me, no, I'll push you, no, you push me, no, I'll push you. Once that happens, like, this isn't, this isn't going to be a fight. Like, they're just going to, they're just kind of peacocking. It's always, I'm telling you, and this is a cliche, it's a stereotype. It's always the dude that, like, there's a drunk guy who spills his beer on this dude who's been quiet all night. And then this dude who's quiet all night just headbutts the living daylights (laughs) out of this drunk Kevin Costner. Like, that's who it is, Jay. It's always... Like, you never see it coming. It's always, like, there's always, like, the big, like, peacocking people, and I don't worry about them. I really don't. Because if you're looking for trouble, you're not going to, or if you're, like, or if you actually are tough, you're not going to go into a bar peacocking or making a show of yourself. If you're looking for trouble, you're going to go in there, you're going to be quiet, you're going to get a drink, you're going to wait. Or you're just going to go right up to somebody like Kevin Klein does. That's the worst nightmare. Is someone going, because bar fights, you never see direct lines. It's always people circling each other. For a while, going, you do something. No, you do something. Let me take my shirt off. Um, so, yeah, watching Klein do that, that's who you watch out for. And that's exactly how it plays out. And it also made me think about how everyone shows their guns. I recently watched Hard Target. The folks at Kino Lorber were nice enough to send me, like, one of their 4K copies of it to review and watch. And there's a scene where JCVD pulls his trench coat back to show his leg, Jay, because his leg is his gun. <laughs> Does he cook it? No, but it is beautiful. I remember looking at my wife, Megan, I'm like, yo, he just <laughs> He's pulled back him. his jacket to reveal his leg. Like, that's the greatest thing and I've ever seen loaded. in my life. The safety is off. <laughs> and he just kicks, and he just levels them. But 
I'm, that's who it is. I'm telling you, because he Klein walks right in. Yeah, well, that's it. In, in the script, even it says that uh, when they get in, Emmett Scott Glenn heads to the bar for a drink, and Payton uh, surveys the scene. So Emmett's got a plan. He's like, he's going, in, he's going to get a drink. Payton's looking around for, for literally for trouble. He finds it, but he's he's surveying the scene. He's doing what you would do. He's looking around to see who's who's dangerous, but he can't see a mirror, so he doesn't know. It's him. <laughs> Oh, man. And also, <laughs> he doesn't see a mirror. And also, <laughs> have you ever had stuff stolen from you, Jay? Uh, fortunately, no. I've, I've been very, very lucky. I, I, if I have, I don't know about it. I was in a band called Johnny Party and the Furious Funksters. And I'm we sorry. had an after party. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Johnny Party and the Furious Funksters. Thank you. It was a 1990s cover band. Okay. All right, and the reason we, we – one of my best friends was named Johnny Party. Chillest dude you'll ever meet. But one night he goes, how about we call ourselves Johnny Party and the Furious Funksters? I'm like, Is that it. his real surname? Uh, no, his name okay. – uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, well, his, fine. Just, but we, everyone called him Johnny Party because he was just the chillest dude. Like, okay. He's the guy. He's super quiet, but like, everyone's like, that dude's cool, if that makes sense. So the, we call him Johnny Party. Okay. And, we had a, a show, and then we had an after party. We had a big old after party. And this group of these three guys who I knew that went to the bar, you know, I didn't really like them, but they took two of my CD jackets, which had 48 CDs in each, and one that had 24. So that's like a total of, what, 96, almost like 120 CDs, you know, 10 bucks a pop, maybe more. That's a lot of money. So I knew who they were. I was at my bar one night, my smelly saloon, and... These two guys were like, yo, we see one of them. And he was a tattoo artist. So we ran down and we cornered him. And then I knew the people at the other bars. And they're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, this dude stole from me. So then I t he had to call his brother to get me two of the jackets back. And I was like, if your brother gets out of the car, I'm going to like really hurt him. Uh, so then someone ran, got my CDs. And then I was like, where's the other 24 one in the helmet? And the guy's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you're going to find out tonight. So then after that night, I went to one house and I got my 24 thing back and then we went to a party that we knew had johnny party's helmet and it was on top of a refrigerator so i went in there and i got my helmet back without violence i got everything back without any any trouble i threatened it but i got everything back without like uh going full you know paid in i mean they didn't kill me and leave me out in the wilderness but you know i made i made sure people knew they stole from him that they were dirt bags and i got everything back but it was cool it was a good night yes i'm glad to hear you got everything back no, but yeah, no I, I fell for Peyton. Like, yeah, no one tried to kill me. So I was like, guys, give me my stuff. And you know what annoyed me the most? They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, that's when I got kind of annoyed, Jay. Cause I'm like, yo, like, drink all my beer for free, and then you steal all my CDs. And listen, in 05, CDs were a big thing, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you and I are hey, roughly the same age. Do you want to hear something interesting, Jay? <laughs> Go for it. Always. You know where the first Western was shot? Uh, I do not. I, actually, well, I'm guessing, uh, is this the, the one, uh, not the one, with, it's got a train in it. Great First Great Train Robbery? You're thinking uh, the 1903, the Great yeah. Train Robbery. I but it I've turns it. out, <laughs> it turns out it was filmed in Lancashire. Oh. And it's called Kidnapping by Indians. And okay. it was filmed in 1989. Ah. And there was a lot of cotton workers who had worked in the USA and they came over, what, I guess, to the UK, and they told stories of the wild frontier. And then they went and they shot a film 
like close to Blackburn. Blackburn. Schottenfield's yeah. close to Blackburn. The producers used local actors, and like you know, some were made up as Native Americans. But in 1989, now it wasn't as technically ambitious. There were no close-ups, right? There were no uh, dolly shots. There were no kind of cranes involved. You know, no one pointed a gun at the camera and shot away very, to make it really famous. But they're saying the first Western that they have, this is according to the BBC now, was 1899 called Kidnapping by Aliens, and it was filmed in Lancashire, close to Blackburn. Oh, so you said Aliens. Oh, what am I reading? <laughs> I, I, that's oh, the first sci-fi. It's a different I one. I also have Cowboys and Aliens, too, up <laughs> on uh, my thing here. You know, that entire sets blew away on that movie. Because, like, you're in the middle of nowhere, and if a big storm comes through, you're you're toast. So that's actually where that was filmed. It is not far away from where I proposed to my wife. Uh, it, Lancashire. It's, it's, well, I say it's not far. It's, like, a four-hour drive. But it's a similar place in the UK, from Lancashire to the Lake District. Hey, but so it, you should go reenact Kidnapping by Indians. I, I'm, I will not. Uh, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, please don't. We, we <laughs> so, probably can't record anymore if you do. I wasn't, wasn't going to. Uh, no. <laughs> this film's a minute long. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one episode. Done. <laughs> well, listen, you remember back in the day, a train pulling in the station was huge for people to see. Yeah. I mean, well, imagine... Journey to the Moon is like 12 minutes, I think. Yeah, it's... Man, imagine being in a theater watching that. I always show it to my students, and they just don't get it. I'm like, guys, this is big. I paid £15 for this? 12 this minutes? Is like the, this is like the first time <laughs> an orc was decapitated and his head went into the hole, thus producing golf. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So now you know when about when the first Western, yeah. according to the BBC, was shot. And yeah, shot in, shot in the UK. Delight. And you're reading about it now, aren't you? I, yeah, I've, I've got the page open. I'll be reading that later. So you've learned about ranches today. You've learned about my, my cover band history. You've learned yep. about... Uh, having horses on set and how yep. it's a terrible oh, thing <laughs> there's oh you have somebody with it like so like whenever you have a kid then you have then you have to have a tutor and you have to have the the actor's parents like this is you always whenever there's an animal you have to have a handler then you have to have someone from the humane society like you always add people so whenever you see all these horses you're like woof this is gonna be busy and then you know there's some more stuntmen involved because you got to get on the horses then you got to pay rides. so like we have precision drivers and they're not really good drivers, but you got to pay them $25 more a day because they took a course. So now you got horse riders who get paid more money because they're specialty extras. Money. See, this is why like the original script of Young Guns, they were literal children. But that was just too expensive to have the horse handlers and the child handlers. So they just aged them up. But they're <laughs> all playing like 10-year-olds. Immediately West of us is playing eight in that film. <laughs> I'll make you famous. Oh, that's a sequel. I, that makes sense. They do act like kids in that movie. <laughs> Uh, so Alan Ruck talked about Young Guns 2 yeah. on the Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong podcast. Oh, nice. So everyone should listen to it. You got the Ruckster. I need to. I, I love Alan Ruck. I've, ne I've never seen that one, so I need to, I need to watch that one. Anyway, I think Jism. I think that'll do it for 27. <laughs> I think we've we've exhausted this minute and everything else. Uh, so <laughs> Everyone else? Come on. Uh, and everything else, I mean. Uh, it, so listeners, it. you can find the Silverado Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, silveradominute.com. Find us on Facebook at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon, and on Twitter at SilveradoMXM. And you can find more of myself and Mark over on Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where we, let's say we finished doing the Deep Blue Sea trilogy, one, one chapter at a time. We're now doing 
deep blue sea adjacent films, uh, films with sharks or directed by Ronnie Harlan, uh, for the for the near future until the next project, which we'll get to later this week, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so I've been Jake Lewitt. I'm Mark Hoffmeyer, and I'll see you later, Mr. Chisholm. And join us here next time on the Silverado Menace. Yeehaw!